Hi, welcome to Talking Usework. My name is Rui Branco and together with Anita Silva, we bring you a podcast where we interview usework experts and practitioners that have a say when it comes to innovation in usework, either because they are using creative methods to empower young people, researching on use trends or responsible for use policies at international level. Like a shot of inspiration, all of our guests have a unique point of view about how can use workers shake up, upgrade and innovate on their daily work. This is our second episode of this mini-series we are organizing in partnership with Youth at Work. Youth at Work is an European initiative focused on employability and entrepreneurship with young people. This time, we talked with two female entrepreneurs, Barbara Foldi and Angelica Perra, one from Budapest and one from Sardinia, Italy. Both of them are real-life changemakers who started their own NGO and social business in the field of youth work and non-formal education. Their insights, their advices come from hands-on experience and are surely inspiring for other youth workers who want to develop entrepreneurial competences in young people or for youth workers who want to be entrepreneurs themselves. So if you are a person who wants to Uh, bring to life your own project, create your NGO or a social venture that will create positive impact in your community, you should have a listen to this conversation. So let's be entrepreneurs ourselves and talk some youth work. So today I'm in the south of Portugal actually having some great vacations, I have to say, but I'm really happy to have the conversation with these um, two inspiring women who have been highly recommended by Youth at Work because they do represent um, two great examples of women's entrepreneurship, of two female um, who have um, pushed forward their dreams into reality and are striving for um, doing better and doing more. So we're going to get to know them very shortly. I'm going to start presenting them one by one. Good evening, Angelica. Good evening. How are you all? I hope <laughs> all of you will be okay. Yes. Well, if the weather is as good as here, where, where are you? Where are you now, actually? I'm in uh, Sardinia, in uh, my city, which is Quartu Santarena, is very close to Cagliari, only four kilometers, and I live one kilometer by the sea. So weather is very hot. Uh, today was hitting 37 degrees. Wow. Okay. Now you made us all envious. Uh- <laughs> I wanted to make you happy. <laughs> We're very welcome you are. And Barbara, hello. Good evening. Hi, cool. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Budapest with my family. Here's also hot, but there's no sea. <laughs> but it's okay. okay because soon we are going to visit the Hungarian Sea, which is Balaton. And I'm looking the forward. Of, yeah, very nice. Very good. So, south of Portugal, Sardinia, Hungary, and of course, Hui. Hi, Hui. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. I'm four kilometers from the sea. <laughs> 
I think in times of COVID, our level of happiness kind of measures by the distance we are from water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How lucky you are from living close to water or not. Okay, well, um, to start our conversation, I would really like to know more about um, from both of you. How did it happen to you that you are not only uh, female entrepreneurs, but you are also very linked with youth work? Um, and I would like to know a little bit, in, in kind of in a, in a short little, uh, how do you say, uh, story, how would you tell your story of how did you get in contact with youth work? And um, maybe I start with, uh, with Barbara now. How was it for you? So for me, uh, it, uh, it, started, it started with a kind of peer pressure, you know, when you are in <laughs> high school and uh, the, the older, cool ones say that, okay, so we are going two weeks to Holland for a youth program, you should come. So I was 17 and went with no thinking, like, what was it exactly that I'm going for? And it turned out that it was um, it's a program financed by EU. And actually, it was a kind of hardcore personal development training. So after for two years, I didn't go anywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. And actually, this is what uh, really pushed me uh, of what I'm doing today. Um, and yeah, I was volunteering a lot and learning how to do projects, uh, like started with management, then writing projects. And since 2011, I'm running my own programs. But it was a long story <laughs> way back to more than 15 years. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Elika, how was it for you? I was uh, listening curiously what Barbara was saying. Actually, uh, also mine is a very long story. Uh, if you consider that I started in uh, 1997, where probably some of the people that will be that are listening to us uh, were not even born for sure, and they had no idea of any kind of uh, youth mobility program for learning. Me neither. And together with me, all the people, all the youngsters from Sardinia, the majority, it happened by, let's say, kind of coincidence because um, I was uh, looking for a way to leave my island, uh, to go somewhere else uh, to live, like the majority of the young people also now want to do. And uh, I got engaged with this um, organization that at the time uh, it was IESEC. Maybe some of you know about it. It was uh, an organization. It is still an organization uh, worldwide spread. And I met them because I wanted to to find a way to go living uh, somewhere else. <laughs> and then uh, through them, I participated to my first twin. At the time, it, they were called uh, twins. This kind of uh, youth exchanges that could happen between two different organizations from two different countries only. And the program was called Youth for Europe. So a long time ago. And after that, um, I discovered that it was an interesting experience and uh, I wanted to have more people doing the same kind of experience. And after three years, uh, together with some friends of mine, uh, we established uh, the NGO that now we are still running. It's called TDM 2000. And we are celebrating 20 years this year. Oh, well, congratulations. We, yeah, it was really a challenge. It was really something that we wanted to do. And during all this uh, time, we sent uh, abroad thousands of uh, Sardinians uh, 
And we hosted thousands of foreigners. Uh, we started cooperating at any level with uh, policymakers, with uh, different sectors uh, of the society. And for us, it's a real satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. This is really cool. I was going to say that um, both of you got in touch with youth work by being, well, either bullied into it, like Barbara was, or by having this feeling of, you know, I need to leave the, just my the space that I have and um, I need to go further with, with that. And, uh, and, and it's interesting how that youth exchange or a twin program has led you into that in both cases. And it makes me think how many young people kind of discover youth work as well through the now Erasmus Plus program or the Euro European Solidarity Corps or others. So Angelica already started explaining a little bit um, your organization. So you started your own organization. It's called TDM 2000. I wanted to ask, what does TDM stand for? <laughs> That's uh, another long story. Uh, TDM means Terra di Mezzo, which means oh. the earth in the middle. And we wanted to, we couldn't find a suitable name, and we wanted to have a name that was um, creating a, a, an atmosphere, an idea of what we wanted to have, actually. And Sardinia, we consider it is in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, and it's a kind of bridge between different continents. So it was uh, suiting uh, very well what we wanted to do. We wanted to um, create a bridge between cont uh, continents, and also there is another reason that is less poetic <laughs> and it's um, in that year uh, there was the Lord of the Rings if you remember if you were born and if you were <laughs> able to, to actually watch the, the movie that was made after the book and uh, the Hobbits uh, are short and Sardinians are also short so it's like Sardinia is Middle Earth <laughs> so all okay. these uh, coincidences uh, made uh, our luck because we think that uh, we have been also lucky in all this path. And how, how would you shortly describe what TDM does? TDM is uh, an entity that supports uh, personal and professional development of young people. This is the, the, the um, typical phrase that we use and in our opinion describes everything that we do through a lot of tools, a lot of instruments. Uh, uh, we help people to develop themselves uh, as professionals, but also and especially as individuals. Mm -hmm. Very well. Okay, so we got to know a little bit about uh, TDM 2000 in Italy. What about um, the organization that you, Barbara, created? You are a co-founder of a social enterprise, Recreativity. What is it all about? What's the story behind that? Okay, it, um, it, like in all businesses and all enterprises, it's changing constantly. Uh, the biggest change last year was that I became uh, alone, alone in the sense that, uh, that I co-founded with someone, but my partner uh, left uh, the enterprise, so I, actually I bought right. her part out. Um, and also 
uh, there is this uh, story of, of social enterprise because I used to work in an NGO and when I I don't know when it got more clear that I want to do my own uh, I really wanted to do something different than an NGO meaning like an association I didn't want to do an association because um, in Hungary at least you really depends on funds like uh, there is legal regulations that uh, uh, you cannot actually live out of it and you really always depend on uh, depends on other people so when uh, we were about to start it it was really really clear that we want to do something between an association and the business and uh, we are lucky that in Hungary that we can do it legally so that's why um, officially we are a social enterprise which create a lot of mess because <laughs> I don't know once we are um, in a networking event with businesses they always say that oh it's really cool that you are doing these things and you have a business plan and everything but what's a social thing that we don't understand <laughs> and when I'm with uh, with um, I don't know presidents of um, of associations or foundations they are really supportive and understanding with all the social uh, program that we do but they don't understand why do I want to make money out of so <laughs> so you are in between you are exactly. you are always in between kind of but what does recreativity actually do what is the core business uh, of recreativity the core idea and the mission of uh, of recreativity is to uh, bring sustainability closer to people sustainability in in a really wide Science and uh, board uh, meaning like uh, living and studying. Uh, I mean, for example, lifelong learning, like how to make learning sustainable, but also in a really practical way, uh, how to make your life more sustainable and and accessible. Um, like a more ecological lifestyle. Exactly. Um, uh, we in the in the past years. Uh, we always bring new brands to the to the company, and the newest one it's, uh, it's called Zero Waste Bootcamp. And actually, these are short works workshops uh, for Hungarians, like people living here and expats, so also in English. Uh, short workshops like uh, two hours, three hours, or maximum two three days, uh, giving really practical knowledge on how to sew a bag or how to make your own deodorant. Wow. Okay, very practical. Very hands-on as well. Okay. Um, I wanted to to check with you something that I, I felt as well. Myself as a female entrepreneur, uh, I, I felt that there are challenges for women specifically when trying to Uh, start an initiative as such. At least I felt them, and I, I, I identify some of those challenges as a challenge that imposed to me that wouldn't be there uh, would I be a man. So I wanted to ask you: Did you felt this as well? Yes or no? And if yes, what challenges did you feel? And this can be for I don't know, Angelica. Maybe we can start. <laughs> I I didn't feel any of this um, situation for me to be a woman, but if I can say I felt this because of be a young being a young person. Oh wow! Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Because when you are involved in the youth work, uh, um, people that are not familiar with the field, and especially here in Italy, that uh, this profession, this job, this work that we do to support uh, young people is not recognized like in other countries, uh, from especially, for example, from the north or from Baltics, um, you always are considered like a young people, a young person. And so, oh, yeah, ah, yes, these guys are doing a lot of interesting things. Uh, the, the young people of TDM, we are 40 now. <laughs> we are over 40, we are not anymore. But uh, from, from uh, being a woman, no. Absolutely okay. not. You felt more that, that people patronized you because of being young, because it yes. was a young people initiative. Yes. Yes, to be a woman, never. Maybe because I'm very also, um, I I'm strong. I can put uh, my my reasons and my will uh, in front of a lot of things. So probably people are uh, also scared <laughs> of this fact. Uh, but uh, the age and the fact that we are a youth organization, even if we have five employees now in TDM and four in the other organization. So we are giving people uh, the possibility also to, to work, to have a, um, a salary and so on. We are really doing uh, uh, development. Uh, nevertheless, people still consider us uh, youngsters. <laughs> Very well. What about you, Barbara? Um, as, a, as a woman, uh, I, I feel differences maybe not in the in the youth field or in a different way but like for example working with companies uh, because i usually work with uh, with companies in their csr activities um i think it it's different i cannot put like uh, i don't know a word on it or or something um concrete but i also um worked with uh, with a guy uh, who was a, our investor then we kicked mm -hmm. him out. But yeah, it was totally different energies and working styles. Um, in youth field, like because also I think as a as a woman, uh, we have different roles. Uh, since three years, I'm a mom, and all what was um, I don't know normal or how I worked, for example, in in, uh, in an international training course. Now it became a lot of challenge. So um, I think there are different opportunities for women in different kind of uh, stages of her life. When, when uh, you are single or when you are with family, when you are with a partner, um, that's why. Yeah, and, and this is something that, that is uh, described actually also in studies that uh, women as being still by majority of the times the primary caregivers of of uh, young children in the family for example that that affects the reason that that's one of the reasons actually why although women are in majority in the population in Europe for example only a third of uh, self-employed uh, people are women because there is this kind of um, challenge that have to do in how society and how families are still structured um, around the role of women. Um, 
when did when did you or better maybe how do you cooperate with youth at work because i know both of your organizations are linked to youth at work and i would like to understand how does youth at work help you in uh, in your companies and in your or, or associations how what kind of added value does it bring to you maybe we start with barbara okay so youth at work partnership i got to know like um from the very beginning uh, uh there was one of uh, as a study with the here in budapest um, where I also delivered uh, some workshop and um, uh, you said were created a pool of trainers uh, from all over Europe uh, where also Angelica and me are part of and um, according to uh, different kind of issues uh, that uh, different countries are struggling with. You said work partnership are bringing um, trainers for for this for this topic and um, um, and field to to give their best knowledge. So, for example, I'm running a social business, and uh, when it comes about uh, social businesses or women entrepreneurship, this is where we we can step in and give uh, our knowledge to share. Okay, so it's a space where actually your experience can be used for others also to learn from you. Yes, exactly. And okay. also, I think it's a really great opportunity that we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So there are people from really different fields like technology and, uh, I don't know, running totally different things than, than me. It's also a really nice platform to, to grow. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about that a lot, actually, the importance of having community, yeah. of having a community that kind of supports what we do, where we can either learn or connect with people that are com- whose jobs are complementary to ours. So that can be an added value. What about you, Angelica? I totally agree with uh, Barbara for the last um, the last things that she was saying. Of course, the, the experience is a little bit different, uh, but I also was engaged from the very beginning, and everything started because uh, I started in 2015 to attend some of the TCPs uh, organized by um, the national agencies uh, that were connected with social entrepreneurship. So I started to get involved in this topic, and after. After that, I met Raluca and I met uh, a lot of other people because the, this kind of uh, meetings were repeated uh, once or twice per year. And uh, I completed my, not completed, it completed, it's impossible to say because we never complete uh, our knowledge, of course, but I, I filled in a lot my knowledge on social entrepreneurship uh, at that point that I also wrote projects about it and they were approved. So here is also the benefit for my organization. We are running now a few projects on social entrepreneurship uh, in Europe on the concept of edu- uh, entrepreneurial education. And the reason why I got so much, uh, so much attracted by that project, by Youth at Work, is exactly this point, the connection between the youth work and the world that is outside our sphere. The youth work, as I was saying before, is not recognized much in most of the countries because probably is not understood as something that could be uh, useful for uh, for youngsters. Right. And the partnership instead tries to uh, uh, underline the good points of youth at work also for the business uh, world. Uh, and uh, this is what was very interesting for me because I believe that uh, youth work, if uh, wants to be recognized, validated, has to act uh, 
uh, on these points and has to learn from the business sector and bring uh, some of the uh, key points, focal points uh, that made the business sector so relevant uh, into the, the, the youth work system. Right. There's learning, there's learning to, to happen between both fields. And I, maybe I would pick up on that so, to ask, to, ask um, to Barbara. Now that, well, Angelica just talked about entrepreneurial education. This is uh, a lot of what youth at work does. And it is um, one thing that a lot of youth workers are focusing on as well. How can we help young people to take initiative to start their own business or to start an association like Angelica to be an activist and push forward and I don't know, a movement in their neighborhoods. So it's not all about businesses. Um, if there's a youth worker that wants to help uh, the, the youngsters he or she works with, um, what would you advise him to do? I mean, how do you help young people actually uh, have a similar experience as you did? Um, I think it's, um, it's a really complex question. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no one answer, right? No, um, but if I want to, um, like, I can tell you my own, I don't know, motive uh, when I work with, with people or they come to me. I think the key point uh, of working with young people or anyone who, who just want to do something or they have this urge of doing but they don't know how or what is making them realize that they are responsible for their own um, actions. So once I think having this mindset that I'm responsible for myself and what I do, they are much more likely to start whatever they want to start, whether it's business or, or an NGO or, I don't know, going home and learning how to make um, detergent. Like um, um, this, it, I think really, really powerful, and I have no recipe for it, unfortunately, like how to do it. Um, but I'm working now with totally different things because I'm also um, making bags, for example, uh, from upcycled materials. For someone, it's enough to buy, I don't know, a product which is new and totally different to what he or she used to do. And this can bring him uh, in, a, in a kind of conversation with himself, like how to do and what to do next. That's true. Sometimes the steps can be can be small. I, I think you have a good point there. Sometimes we imagine that to gain an entrepreneurial skill is to suddenly have an idea and put it into a project and write it down and show it to partners and whatever not. But it can start with smaller things, with taking the ch a choice that it's much smaller, but we'll have the expression that you use. I liked it a lot. We'll have, we'll make him have a dialogue with himself about that and about maybe what more actions would I like to, to undertake uh, in this direction. And that could be, and that's very, I think very suitable with youth work, you know, because we can offer these spaces for young people to experiment and to actually um, have this dialogue, maybe not just with themselves, but with each other. Yeah. And just sorry to add one more point that I think it's very important to, to emphasize, like, to, and I'm also telling to myself this, that mm -hmm. running a business or creating something, it's not something that, that you start doing and then you do it forever, or even a job. It's really like, um, 
having this responsibility for yourself that when it's enough or when it's not working, saying no and doing something else. So you are, we are not making life choices, actually, because I don't know, we also cannot anymore stay in the same workplace, for example, for 30 years like my father did. But um, yeah, the thing is also admitting um, fail or challenges or asking for support. It's all steps that I think uh, use work. It, it's, um, it's perfect, uh, as you said, like creating some, some space to practice. Exactly. To, to experiment, to fail, to make other choices. And then these are skills that are very important if, if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Um, your own business. I would like to ask something because uh, I can see the value of uh, quitting something that is not working. But sometimes it's difficult to find the balance between persistence and f uh, quitting something that is not working because some things take longer to work. And sometimes you, we can quit just before the moment it will take off. And I would like to know if you have any ideas about how to explain or try to help young people that also have this question. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. Anybody has a hint on this? I can... I, I don't know if uh, it's a hint or... Um, maybe based on uh, on experience uh, i think i totally agree with uh, barbara and i would add uh, two things uh, the first is that uh, i believe we have to um, understand that uh, when we find an obstacle we don't have to jump over the obstacle we have to try and uh, uh, understand what it is Uh, how big it is, uh, how disturbing can be for us. Of course, this is not uh, easy. And uh, that's why I would add the second thing, uh, which is uh, also to be uh, humble. We have to have a very big dose of uh, uh, humility and, uh, uh, of course, try uh, follow our dreams uh, as much as we can. On the other hand, uh, put a set a limit in order not to um, not waste time. Time is very important, but also not waste ourselves. Because uh, sometimes if we understand that we are not made for one thing, we discover that we are very good in another one. So for sure, we would need uh, all of us to do a very good uh, uh, training on uh, self-confidence, <laughs> first thing, but also all the sides of uh, self-confidence. Also the one of not, dis dis not um, uh, being disruptive against us. I don't, I don't think it's a recipe, but uh, probably can help people to... Uh, to think about uh, uh, being humble, being um, uh, at the same time accept the risk, uh, find uh, our limits. Yeah, I think it's about boundaries, isn't it? It's about um, pursuing your dream within the boundaries of your own well-being and your own uh, happiness as well. And I, I, I think this is really important to pass on to young people. Like you were saying, it's no recipes, but it's, it is an attitude, a skill that young people need to have in order to be able to face 
um, any situation of entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship, if they are in a job, working for a company, but creating initiatives within an organization, which is also, of course, a possibility. And, and these days, a lot of a reality, right? That initiative is needed anywhere and uh, the skills and attitudes to have it um, need to be worked on. So much so that I was listening to you and I was thinking, well, what about youth workers themselves? You know, because I'm looking at two youth workers that are entrepreneurs and I'm wondering, uh, what would you say to a, a youth worker that has an idea? And I think we are known for having a lot of ideas, by the way. <laughs> so I think a lot of us will find ourselves in that condition. A youth worker that has an idea and doesn't know where to start, what would you tell him or her that would be the first baby step to take towards accomplishing that idea? Um, I always suggest to share it. And uh, it's, um, I don't know, in, uh, in entrepreneur world or, or circles, uh, it's really common, you know, that ideas you don't share because someone maybe steal it or, or I don't know, do something similar, whatever. And I always say instead, share it and uh, see what people think about and get as many feedbacks as you as you can, because this is how you can uh, work more on it or, or improve it or see that it's really needed or not needed. So um, as many times as you can share it and say it out loud, you, you are getting closer to it, to make it happen and happen, make it happen in a way that it, it's useful for, for the world, for everyone. Right, that's really interesting, yes. Uh, we had a guest a few episodes ago, um, who was telling us about Dragon Dreaming and about the importance of sharing your dreams and sharing the ownership of your dreams with others in order to create a team around something that you want to do. I have, I have some ideas uh, regarding that because I've listened to some people that say that uh, it's a, an easy mess to do because you, ha you can have the, a good idea, it's worth uh, five points, but the execution will determine how far the, the idea will go. Because if you have poor execution on a good idea, you won't go very far. And when it comes to execution, not all people are willing to do what the person that had the idea is willing to do. So it's not, it's not like you say, it's good to share ideas, to hear some inputs, and maybe also helps you see some blind spots that you cannot see. Right. Absolutely. What would be your advice, Angelica? Uh, well, again, I agree with uh, all of you. And uh, I would add another thing um, that connect also with what I was saying before. Uh, I would advise not to fall in love uh, completely with your idea. Uh, but first thing, if you want the others to fall in love with your idea, you have to learn how to present, uh, first of all, uh, what you have in mind to the others and uh, to explain it uh, in a way that the others can actually understand it uh, and make it uh, their own idea, like it is something they really want to realize. I think this is one of the first uh, the first things uh, we in the youth work we have to learn, because sometimes we fall in love. Also, entrepreneurs, the business one, sometimes they they make the same let's say mistake. Uh, sometimes we believe that it's so beautiful what we have in mind. 
uh, that we forget that it's not the same for everybody. And sometimes what we have in mind is not what is needed by the society where we are uh, working. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really a skill to communicate your idea and your vision, I would say, even more than your idea, the vision of what you wanted to accomplish. And if it's if it doesn't exist, if it has never been done, people don't have the reference framework to understand what you're talking about. So to be able to communicate that is really important. Exactly. And this is what we have to learn from the business world. Because in the business world, they are very good uh, in communicating uh, their products uh, and uh, what they want to do. In our world, uh, we are not so good. <laughs> not all of us. <laughs> We've been talking also about that a few times, you know, how, how much sometimes in youth work we are um, a bit allergic to marketing or, you know, um, communication strategy. I don't know how many NGOs uh, actually or youth workers have uh, a communication strategy for their project. And even, for example, when applying to Erasmus+, Plus, when Erasmus+, Plus is asking how you're going to communicate this into your community, how you're going to disseminate it, uh, sometimes I, I hear it a lot that participants are, um, the participants that I um, welcome in trainings about Erasmus+, Plus. they're asking, but what do they mean about dissemination? What do you mean about communication? We will tell them. And uh, it, it's it's maybe something that is still not um, uh, present enough in the curriculum of youth work training for the countries that even have the training for youth workers, obviously, because sometimes that doesn't even exist. Okay, well, nearly to the end, um, as our listeners already know, we always have a question that the last guests left for the next guest without knowing who he or she would be. And Rui will have that question uh, to put you. So get ready, Rui. Can you uh, share with us the question from our last guest? Yes. What are the three triggers that make you innovate? Okay. Uh, so you are two. So maybe I'm going to ask one or one and a half triggers from each, whoever wants to start. Okay, for for me, um, the number one is uh, curiosity, like my own curiosity. Okay, so that's your trigger, to be curious about something. Um, also, curiosity for me is one of the most important, but I was thinking to my experience, and I think that uh, maybe one of the most um, important or relevant for me is the need. When you feel the need for something, you also feel stimulated or compelled uh, to do uh, what you have to do. And I believe that um, if uh, when I, I really started uh, with uh, Isaac, uh, the president that was at the time didn't put me in front of, of uh, over 200 people to present the organization, and I was in the organization only for from two weeks, I think that probably I wouldn't be here now. So in that moment, I had the need to present something and to 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 take out what my skills were at the moment, and I realized that I had very good skills in presenting the organization. So probably the need for something will make you also develop some some skills connected with initiative and entrepreneurship. All right, very well. Well, I invite you to, I invited you already to come up with a question for our next guest. I know, I know you've discussed it. So can you tell us what will be the question for our next one? 
Okay, I can tell. So how can a youth worker boost or bring innovation to the formal education field? Okay, okay. That's a nice challenging one. So how can youth workers boost innovation in the formal uh, sort of school system? Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very, very cool. This and really the next one to get the answer. <laughs> you'll be waiting taking notes <laughs> how do we do that yeah very well well thank you ladies so so much for um well thank you for sharing what you have accomplished and thank you for taking the initiative and being an example for others and now as trainers of youth at work to share your knowledge with others that's really inspiring and i hope you keep doing that and we can follow your work um, for those who are interested, we will add the links both for TDM 2000, the organization of Angelica, and Recreativity, the social enterprise of Barbara, so that you can explore a little bit more what they are doing. Uh, thank you for talking to us, and um, enjoy your evening and your sunny corners. Either they are close or far away from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is powered by Tim Maish, UMAC, University of Applied Sciences, and New Network Partnership.